everyone. Hello. And welcome to episode 73 of the D&D Music Factory podcast. I am David. And I'm Dan. And Dan, tell everybody what we will be breaking down today. So this week, in honor of the, the big upcoming feast, the, the Thanksgiving Day feast, as you all know, or as I like to call it, the Last Supper before the hell of Christmas season. Well, hey, now, the, you, you and I have opposite... <laughs> Opposite opinions of Christmas. You're not, you're not in the you're not in the trenches, Dave. I am not. I am. <laughs> you, don't, you don't. You ain't seen the things I see. I am Winston seen, Churchill. You ain't seen what a man will do to another man. Yeah, yeah I am like Winston Churchill, like uh, delicate. Uh, you know, going around being a diplomat. I don't get in the weeds of any of this yeah, Christmas yeah, stuff. Like, I just enjoy it from afar. Once more under the breach, damn boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we're fucking dying out yeah, here, right. man. I'm crushing cigars, watching Home Alone for the four hundred thousandth time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Love this time of year. Yeah, it's the for me. It is. Yeah, I don't have to. Tra- I don't have any uh, traffic I have to deal with. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So you were saying. So, um, <laughs> it is Thanksgiving is coming up, and yep. everybody loves. So, I mean, obviously, we can all agree, Thanksgiving rules. It's Christmas yeah. minus financial responsibility. Yeah. So you don't have to. That's a good point. I mean, if you're providing the meal, obviously there's some there, but like you don't have to go and hassle and buy something for everyone you know. No. And you don't have to give a gift. You don't have to make sure. You don't have to smile when someone gives you a shit gift. You don't have to do any of that. There's no waking up early unless you're cooking. Uh, there's a football game. That's sick. I was just going to say, it, it's got one big advantage. Well, not this year because there will be football on, on Christmas, but yeah, football on Thanksgiving. Yeah, football. What's better? What's better? Literally than, the best thing ever. It's what's just, better than not being awake for the second game? Right? And you get <laughs> passed out on the couch yeah. because we're white, so we eat at three in the afternoon. Yeah. Also, I have to, I've been doing double Thanksgivings for the last like 10 oh, years. Fuck, that's pretty so, ideal. It's, it's, uh, it's awesome to be able to like cram in both sides of the family. Yeah. But it's a lot of food, man. Like, it's oh. a lot because nobody, everybody looks at you like you're a weirdo if you're not eating everything yeah so you gotta you, you gotta, gotta really dig like, in not yeah. even not even just a plate you're like oh, and dessert right. you're and, like yeah go ahead and twist my arm to eat more stuffing yeah. but oh my god so, all right so power rank all right top three thanksgiving foods since nope. this is a number count. one is stuffing yeah i'm, I'm in complete uh number two i think is mashed potatoes yeah I'm, I'm with you still and i think number three some people might say i'm crazy i'm saying green bean casserole Ooh, I, I like make a mean a green bean casserole, I like so I'm with you. I'm with you. Even if you're just going straight um, Campbell's can mm-hmm. side of the cream of mushroom soup recipe. Sure, yeah. As long as it's got those fucking French's onions on top. Oh, it has to. Otherwise, like, it's that's not all green bean casserole. And, yeah, like, yeah. obviously, like, turkey, big time overrated. That is the number one draft pick that doesn't quite perform. It's never that great. It's uh, it's see, fine. I like I it a lot. chicken tastes better than turkey. I and would say in most I will go to the grave yeah. saying that <laughs> like chicken tastes bad. I don't think you're alone. Everybody knows that turkey's dry. Um, and I it's think the driest lo- meat you can eat. Yeah. It's impossibly dry. And I think a but lot be- of mostly people, because people don't know how to cook it. And I think people don't like a traditional turkey isn't seasoned very much. No. Like I remember one year we made a bourbon and molasses turkey. Oh, that sounds That delicious. was the greatest thing we ever did. Yeah. Because I was like, I've never had turkey that tasted good. See, people have been people have been. L- Using the uh, the Thanksgiving crutch for their whole lives with the gravy, mm-hmm. and just assuming yeah. that the gravy will cover all, and it doesn't. It and does. I've had plenty of bad turkeys in my day, but I've had good turkeys, and I can tell you, good turkey's a pretty damn good meal, man. It's true. The one year we deep fried a turkey. Oh yeah, that's that delicious. Was, yeah, that's that was delicious. pretty nuts. Um, um, we so didn't yeah. burn our house down either. 
But yeah, that's so, always that's always good because that is the biggest risk there. So, but yeah, uh, so yeah to get back around to it, in honor of this upcoming feast, yes, that we're all you know, pop a button or two, folks, because mm-hmm. this is going to be our top ten songs about food or yeah. named after food. Yeah, get I your uh, get most your... of them are not about actual food. <laughs> well, they're named after. There's food. there's a lot of metaphors in music in general, so yeah. Um, Talk about motherfucking play on words. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, this, yeah, I, I love what you said to the button thing. Like, you definitely, like, I wish Thanksgiving came with lesser uh, attire requirements. Oh, yeah. You could show up in sweats. Dude, that would be perfect. Like, yeah. I'm out here in khakis. Yeah. Like, ugh. With a belt. Like, yeah. get, get out of here. And uncomfortable yeah. shoes. Like, if I could be in slides and mm-hmm. sweatpants for Thanksgiving, like, yep. Let's all ditch away this facade. We're here to cram our faces. Absolutely. And drink too much. Watch some football. And fall asleep at 4.30. Yep. And And then wake up at 5.30 and have a sandwich of all the leftovers. Oh, God. Yeah. The leftovers are the best part. Yeah. The second second feast is almost better than the first. Yeah, it is. It's just as good. Because stuffing gets better over time. It really does. And it It gives you and the cousins more flavors. Yeah. In classic time, in classic uh, family style, it gives you and the cousins a chance to walk around the block, go for a walk. Oh, I've never done that. Me and my cousins used to go and smoke weed. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Good call. (laughs) And then get ready for second dinner. And then have the second dinner. Yeah, yeah. um, Which was great. Yeah. And be like, oh, yeah, we're going to go walk and uh, walk this meal off. Like, all of the parents are like, they're smoking weed. Well, yeah, like, I love how the, like the um, inability for young kids to understand that weed smells when they smoke it. It's such a funny like like, l- like if you got in a car with like s- somebody like, um, you know, this this happened to me with my brother once and I was in the car with my dad and he picked him up and it was like very obvious, like at, to the whole world, like anybody walking by could have smelled him. <laughs> and we're yeah. in this tiny car with the windows up and he's like thinking that no one would notice it's like everybody notices that smell yeah just because no one's mentioning it doesn't yeah it doesn't mean, mean no it's going under tell. the radar yeah. yeah that's why i love the saying uh when people tell other people they're loud as hell yeah and like yeah, watching yeah. people not understand you're like you're fucking loud as hell right now man yeah. like this whole what do you have like a pound in your pocket yeah like, yeah Jesus christ yeah, so um so yeah, Thanksgiving's the best. I can't wait to, you know, spend the day with my family gambling on football just like the rest of America. Um it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. a classic. Yeah, it is. So uh so speaking of Dan, um I guess not really speaking of that was a terrible transition, but what uh what kind of B-sides did you have for this week? So I have a couple that missed. Um one that I took out was Brockhampton Sugar. I was like, I really like the song a lot, and it's from a great album from them. But I was like, is sugar really a food? Uh, like, yeah, I don't know. That's fair. I didn't want to have it be ingredients. Uh, we didn't make a spices playlist. Um, <laughs> also, uh, cornbread this... fish and collard greens by Anthony Hamilton. Okay. Um, great track. Uh, Juice by Lizzo. Yeah. Fucking love it. Um, uh, from their incredible ep that has lost the ages because they refuse to do a physical pressing but uh holy fawns candy uh cherry pie not by warrant but by sade oh uh, great track nice um sugar sugar by the archies yeah custard pie by led zeppelin uh, yeah uh con queso by mf doom you can pretty much just do any track off of food yeah i was gonna say food um, kind of has every all there thing. uh yeah. collard greens by schoolboy q and kendrick yep um, and then I guess I'll end with the last two of Green Onions by Booker T and the MGs. Ooh. Um, I would save that for if we do songs about the Sandlot and I would use it there because nice. that is, 
that is for that with me. And then the last one I would say is probably a potato salad by Tyler, the creator and ASAP Rocky. Yeah. That's a good Um, one too. It's a great track and it's, it's fucking great. There's so many actual references to food in it too, which is really funny. Uh, but just missed the list for me. Yeah. So how about you? Do you, do you have any that uh, just ducked out? Yeah. So I felt like a little conflicted with the liquids in here, but um, okay. I included a bunch of them too, like in in my actual list. But I I tried to like balance it, so I did get a little liquid heavy in the B sides. I think so. Uh, Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg. Nice. Technically, I talked about that because of the terrible covers episode. Um, Coconut by Harry Nilsson. It's a weird one. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. <laughs> um, the the Pina Colada song "Escape" by uh, Rupert Holmes, which we discussed oh, yeah. before. Uh, meat Grinder by Mad Villain. Technically, that's an instrument and not a food, so I was like, I yeah. mean, meat's in there, but it also, yeah, we know what it is. <laughs> um, Welfare Bread by King Khan, who I mentioned in the uh, Under Hundred Thousand episode. Um, different song, but same artist. Soup is good food by the Dead Kennedys. This is Dan. This I found one of the weirdest songs of all time. Uh, Quiche Lorraine by the B-52s. Oh, my it's God. It's fucking weird, man. Yeah, like, like I real weird. Um, Brown Sugar by the Rolling Stones, another ingredient. Um, yeah. Blueberry Hill by Fats Domino, technically a hill, but also a food. Yeah. It could just be a hill of blueberries. You don't know. Same as Sal- Salisbury Hill? Right. Is that made of steak? We don't know. Could be. I it think actually that's is spelled, a real place. That's so. Salisbury, though. Yeah, Isn't it spelled true. different, too? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll fact check that. Um, Chocolate by the 1975, Sugar Cube by Yola Tango. Uh, I just I had Animal by Mike Snow. It just Animal in general. I don't yeah, know. I, that, right. that didn't. If we yeah. get how loose you're getting, like cannibalism, could we? Tr- you know, is the song Kids? Yeah, is that a food? There you go. Song? Yeah, yeah. So um, how far are we going? Cherry Cherry by Neil Diamond. Uh, technically, that's a woman, but uh, you know, still included it. <laughs> that song's um, about eating, but it ain't about food. <laughs> Um, Peaches by the Stranglers. If you've ever seen Sexy Beast, it's the song that like kicks the movie off. It's just a weird British band that I don't Stranglers know. Stranglers are awesome. They also have a uh, Golden British, Brown. British, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that song is really good. That's about heroin, though. That's yeah, that's movie. a different one. But I, I was I mean, mean weird band so much as I meant weird song. Yeah. Um, Sugar Man by Rodrig- Rodriguez. Remember oh, that yeah. documentary? Um, Watermelon Man by Herbie Hancock. Uh. <laughs> Coffee and TV by Blur. I feel like that's one of those always a bridesmaid songs for me, even though it's like one of my favorite songs ever. I just can't, can't seem to find a getaway, get it into a list. And then the last one is Honey by Robin. And the only reason that this one, well, there's two reasons. One, I'm not ready to love again uh, after the Phillies World Series loss. And I, I needed a mandatory Robin break. Yeah. Um, need some separation. Just just to get the thought. And I can't believe I said the P word out loud. Um, but uh, yeah, I hasn't been taken well in this house um and then the other reason though is because in an interview once she said that honey is really weird it's basically become and then i was like yeah i don't want to talk about that in a <laughs> thing about things we eat so uh that's why that is not included in there so dan uh with that out of the way why don't you kick us off with your number five track all right number five for me comes to us from the group pale hound one word uh, if you're looking at it from the record dry food in 2015 the song is called cinnamon which i guess you could say technically is not a food but i will say i will quote uh the classic seinfeld debate of cinnamon is second to nothing 
Whenever somebody says this is delicious, what's in it? The answer, cinnamon. So I'm throwing it in there. Plus, okay. you can like eat it. a spoonful of cinnamon as a challenge. Yeah. People do it. <laughs> that one lady who tries to do the fucking it's, whole like yeah. sp- like kitchen. You not uh, what what's the like the cooking spoon? Yeah, not a, not like the teaspoon or tablespoon. Even, it's even like the a tablespoon whole, of it. It's like it's too it's, much. Yeah, it's like macing yourself. It is. Yeah, and you can't swallow it because it immediately dries your mouth out. Yeah, the saltine it's, thing's real too. You and so you end that. up inhaling it. Yeah, and then it kills you. Yeah. Um, so this band is fronted. Uh, their main singer and songwriter is named Ellen Kemper. Um, it's this like super dancey kind of disco-y slow jam. Um, it's almost it's like a mix of like dance disco and like Midwest emo with this super noodly lead guitar. Man, it, I really really dig it a lot. Um, it's almost like. ABBA meets American football. It's really strange. and Or almost like Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs meets American football. Because this sort of subdued, heavily filtered vocal reminds me a lot of Karen O and how she does it. Yeah, and I then can see that. The pre-chorus in here where the drums kick into a blast beat is the fucking coolest thing I've ever heard. In such a like low-key indie song. To have this like is super goofy and it's I can't get enough of it, man. Um I was introduced to this band by a person I work with. And they were like, oh, yeah, there's this band that's just signed to Polyvinyl. We're called Palehound. You should check them out. And I put this song on. I was like, holy shit, this is great. Yeah, this song is really cool. Like right here. It's so good, man. I love it. Um, I think, and then this song, like this wave hits about halfway through. And it, everything slows down to halftime. And there's almost like a like a detune on the guitar. Yeah. So it sounds like really phasy and out of tune and strange. And so it's kind of like uh, in like a lion out like a lamb where yeah, it goes bit, out yeah. real subtle and slow. Yeah. Um, I really, really enjoy it. It's fantastic. I think this band needs to get more love. Uh, they're really cool. They have three records out. You can check them all out. Oh, wow. This one is definitely my favorite. It's called Dry Food. Um, so I had to throw it on the list, man. So Very cool. While technically not a food, you do eat it. So Cinnamon? Cinnamon. It's a food. It's a food. I mean, I, I agree that we shouldn't do all drinks, all spices. Yeah. But you eat it. You ingest you, it. You it can't counts. sell it without getting it cleared by the FDA. Exactly. So yeah. That's a food. So it's clearly not a supplement. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't a bunch of wheatgrass that I tell you. Yeah, exactly. You up. Yeah, this isn't GNC, folks. Controlled yeah. substance. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so with that, Dave, what do you got up for us at number five? All right, up at number five for me is Stir Fry by Migos. Uh, so quick RIP takeoff. Totally fucking sad. Really, um, really rough. Man. Yeah, really. Super young. Yeah, 28 years old. Gone way too soon. It really sucks. But um, I don't want to dwell on that because we just did we just did a really, really bummer episode, and that's not what I, I, I was. En- I'm enjoying the turnaround and. And change of pace because that uh, the last one was uh, was was a downer. So um, this song is just fun. Like it's just a fun song by the band. It's a little bit different than their normal normal trappy. I guess it does have a little bit of trap sound to it, but it was done a little bit differently. Um, it was worked on with Pharrell, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and he said that he was waiting for like very excited for this moment to be able to work with them and do something like this. And uh, I think you can really you can really hear that excitement come through in the track like this. Uh, what I love about the fact that it's one called stir fry again, probably not what he talks about cooking up in the kitchen, but um, 
they actually did a tasty video and made With a stir fry. Yeah, stir-fry. Migos making stir fry. It's it's hilarious. Um, Is it? Fuck, who was it that was doing all the weed tasting videos? Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't Migos. I think it was. It, was, it might have been Young Thug that was doing it. Might be. Yeah, I, I don't think I saw it. That he kept doing like they would give him like weed food and he was like getting like too fucked up. Oh really? <laughs> it's like really funny. That is pretty funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I just there's not really like much to like break down about the song. It came out in 2018. Um, it was a huge song when it came out, big enough that it was on. They were on Tasty. Um, so most of you have probably heard it. It's, you know, it's with songs like this. I don't really think we need to kind of like overanalyze it lyrically. It's just kind of, it's just kind of fun. Um, yeah. And I, I really like Migos. I think what they do is really cool. Um, I think a lot of people probably hate the style and think that it's too much of the like, uh, what is wrongly I think described as mumble rap for a lot of people. I think Versace rubbed people the wrong way. Sure. And I think the but the group is much more than that song. Yeah. And like that is clearly like the all right. This is the turn up song where none of this matters. The beat's hot. The energy's good. This is what we're doing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, man. Not every song needs to be you know. Not everything needs to be blown in the wind. Sometimes you can right. just have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes you can Sometimes have. Sometimes you get uh, fun. Yeah, you can have shout out. Or, you know, you can have fucking, you know, I want to rock and roll all night. Ah, I shouldn't bring up Kiss because I hate them. Yeah, same. But, like, you know, some songs can just be fun. Yeah. Just be fun little summer anthems. Right. And, like. Sometimes Surfing USA is all you need. Yeah. And, and like, you know, I think it's probably more likely that this is what they were feeling when they wrote this song than what they wrote earlier songs when they didn't have as much and were kind of rapping about you know life and shit they'd seen and things they had gone through i mean it's disingenuous i think to kind of then pretend you're still like out there trapping afterwards you know what i mean like you know once once you're just hanging out eating fancy food doing whatever the fuck you want with your life because you have millions of dollars then you write happy songs about fucking stir fry yeah man so yeah all right cool dan what do you have up for us with your number four pick well, my number four pick comes to us from the legend, the late, the great, the master of soul, Otis Redding. This is from his 1966 album called The Soul Album. Incredible title. Um, this song is called Cigarettes and Coffee. I wonder what that coffee. one's about. Yeah. Uh, Cigarettes and Coffee is the name of the song. Uh, you know, the breakfast of champions. All that you really need in the morning. <laughs> Just build, build your All whole All your day. vitamins and minerals <laughs> yeah, that you need yeah. for a it's got what healthy grown boy. Yeah. It's definitely... Uh, it's... It's a perfect example um, of what you should not be doing. <laughs> um, but this is, it's such a great Otis song. It's, it's so, the whole song is just about basically wanting a few more minutes of time with the woman in your life. Um, and about how, you know, all the good looking girls I've met and how they just don't seem to fit in and like, it's not about that. It's about just wanting to talk over cigarettes and coffee and how he just wants to spend time with her. And it's a perfect, it's perfect Otis, man. Uh, the song is written by uh, Jerry Butler, Eddie Thomas, and Jay Walker. Um, this is one of the few songs. A lot of this record is covers, as with most of Otis Redding's first albums. Um, however, this one... Unlike Otis Blue, which was his uh, previous album, uh, this one for the cover art is designed by Loring 
Uteme, Uteme uh, from Atlantic Records, that according to them, uh, drew a stark contrast to the racial obfuscation of Otis Blue um, by presenting a full-color portrait of a strikingly beautiful African-American model wearing a headscarf and a smile, that it's less about... It's more about the loving feeling the record should give you rather than this cool, styled soul singer. And I think that's an interesting move from them. I don't necessarily agree with it as I don't truly love the album cover. And I think there was this weird movement, even in jazz music, where they would just put like hot women on the album covers. And you're like, what does this have to do with this record at all? But it was definitely a thing they were doing for a while. I mean, I get it, you know. That's what sells, man. It makes sense. But you know what I mean? You're like, that's not Otis Redding. <laughs> like, why is that woman on the album cover? That doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Yeah. Uh, so, it's like Vampire Weekend when they had that girl that they didn't ask her permission yeah. to like put her face on her yeah, fucking yeah. Or album like, cover. You know, or like the uh, the Waltz for Debbie by like, that, like you're like, who is this woman? Like, what Yeah, is this? what's going on here? Uh, but it's, it's classic Otis Redding, man. I mean, it is, it's probably one of his longer songs. Just the fact that it's about four minutes. Usually he was radio singles, dude. You know what I mean? Three minutes and under. Yeah. But this is, it's Maybe great, not man. by choice. Like, I feel like they were probably like, no, man, like, yeah, you got to keep him short. And yeah. it's, this is a lot of like his, like, it almost sounds like crowd work at certain points. You know what I mean? He's just like, just let me in, girl, come on. Like, yeah. and just yeah. like the, the extended, like, like ad-libbing sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, with the long, yeah. slow horns, it's it's definitely a huge vibe, man. This is Otis. Otis's heart's breaking, yeah. and I'm here for all of it. Yeah. And I'm here. I don't smoke anymore, but man, when I did, sitting at the diner, couple darts, couple cups of Joe. <laughs> fuck, man. Like that was. Little. They do go pretty well together. I mean, I feel like ev- like that's the coming of age. Yeah. Just for hard like everybody. double down on stimulants. Like, yep. Oh. Yeah. You do it until you could feel your heart in your throat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> At like three in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, with that, Dave, what do you got up for us next at your number four? All right. Up at number four for me is Coffee by Miguel. Another Keeping song it about going. coffee. Yeah. Let, let, let it ride. Um, you know, so nice, d- different, very different age that these songs came out. But uh, I think this is... I just I, I I really like Miguel. I love this song. Like this is my favorite song of his. By I think far. he was he was definitely for a while top R and B. Yeah. At at his time. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And he has a lot of great material. And this one, like I think, because it's a little bit more of an upbeat, like beat sounding. Um, so that's what's always kind of uh, drawn me into it. But um, I just think this song is fucking amazing. So it's obviously <clears throat> like most R and B songs about about fucking. Um, I think it was originally called fucking and the, and it was just and it kind of does he does change the lyrics and, and at the end instead of coffee in the morning to fucking in the morning um, which is what we all you know knew he was trying to say the whole time best part of waking up yep. some fucking in your cup yep love it um, so he, there's a lyric in here where he says um, uh, bubble bath truth or dare and would you rather and on Genius, uh, he actually enters a lot uh, with it, for this song, which is great. Anytime, I, I wouldn't say great. Like, sometimes I think it's good not to know what the artist actually thinks about the lyrics. 
Uh, but other times it's it's charming and hilarious, like it is here. So for that line, Bubble Bath, Truth or Dare, and Would You Rather, he writes in Genius, I remember the first time I played Truth or Dare, I ended up kissing a girl. I did some shit that I wasn't supposed to. I was 10 years old, maybe, grabbing boobs and whatnot. <laughs> Hopefully with their consent. Like, I'm not laughing about it because it's, like, potentially inappropriate. I'm sure he had permission, or else he just, wouldn't be writing about I'm this I'm just a big publicly. fan of the and whatnot. Right, it's like, like, classic. like yada yada sex. I've got a yada. Sex. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's almost like he was like delivering this message to a courtroom. Like, yeah. sir, we will need you to elaborate on whatnot. Yeah. What do you um, mean by sexual activities? You know, grabbing boobs and whatnot. Yeah, um, which I, I just think is really really funny. Um, and and he's he's described like the chorus uh, saying that like it's the description of like how a relationship starts out like all super physical and sexually charged and then becomes more romantic actually as time goes on and for some people that is how it goes you know some 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 relationships start with the physical and then realize that oh maybe there's more to this and there's nothing wrong with that and do your thing um and yeah i just think this song's awesome like i feel like subject matter wise you could still put it on anywhere like i don't think really like it'll turn anybody off yeah and i don't think it's 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 not hard noticeable enough on yeah. lyrics to be like yeah yeah what the fuck is this right you're yeah. playing right now yeah um so yeah that's not really much to break down it's just a song about fucking yeah all right dan why don't you take us over to your number three pick all right number three for me comes to us from a stone's throw away this is coming out of philadelphia with philly's own mannequin pussy this song is called cream off of their 2019 record, Patience. Uh, it's their third album, and their first after they signed to Epitaph Records. This shit slaps, man. It's been it awesome. is, it's outstanding. This is probably one of the better bands that has come out of the city in quite a while. They are fucking awesome, man. Um, so their singer, um, her name is uh, Marissa Dabisi. Uh, Dabiche, I'm gonna say. Um, and this song on the record, it's track three. So this band is pretty punk, man, and pretty intense. But the first two songs of this record are kind of more down-tempo, like, indie tracks. So this is the first one on here that really fucking hits like a hammer shot in the face. And I love it, man. It just opens with the, I was standing in the gates of my hell, is the opening lyric. And just... And then at the end, it trans it transitions into being entirely the last verses in Spanish, and it's really fucking angry and really intense, and just kind of about how it's sort of by your own hand that you are where you are, and it's really rough. And it ends with "I was standing at the gates of my hell" um, over and over and over, super intense, and I think really kicks this record into like. Oh no, we're like so much more than what you thought this was gonna be. Like we give you these first two general songs, one's like a breakup track, actually both are kind of breakup tracks, and then boom, this like punch in the face. And I fucking love it, man. It's really intense, really strong, really fast. And I I can't say enough good things about this band. Uh, they with this song, I'm sorry, with their song Drunk 2, that was off also off of this record. They got number 16 best of the 100 best songs of 2019 from Pitchfork, which is pretty pretty lofty considering this is probably the first record most people heard from this band. Yeah. And 
I I don't know. I really don't have too much more to say about them, um, other than if you get a chance to see them, you absolutely should. They are a powerhouse, man. This band rules. I met their singer the one time, and it was super dumb, and I didn't recognize her until she walked away. And then I was like, fuck, was that her? And I was like, damn it. And I felt dumb about it ever since. Uh, but they're super cool, really nice people. Uh, can't recommend them enough. You should check them out. The name you might find off-putting, but don't be a fucking cop about it. It's yeah. cool. Um, so get their shit, buy their merch, check out their records, listen to them more. Song's called Cream. Dave, what do you got up for us at number three? All right. Up at number three for me is Passion Fruit by Drake. Um, one of his, I would say, like, last songs that I, like, really reach for. Okay. Um, I have... I, I don't know. I got bored a little bit of some of some of what he's put out since then, but this one is just everything you would want from from what he did. It's perfect singing Drake uh, at its finest, yeah. really. Um, I love how it starts with this like DJ pretending that he messed the song up, and then just saying like, "Hold on, get a couple more drinks in you, and I'll sound a lot, a lot better." It's so fucking good. Um, hold on, hold so this song on. came out in 2017. Uh, okay. Usually, I like a single like most of the, the tracks are before the album comes out because you know there's you know, two whole years you can get making money before you put your record out when you do it that way yeah uh you know no judgment but that's that's usually what happens with him it seems like so um it's about a relationship uh seems like a long-term one or a long distance one i should say um and it's it's a kind of intimate song, which you know he he has written some of, and um, I don't think lyrically it's it's fine. Like it's not like a super strong performance, but I think it's pretty good. I think this this one's more about the the beat and like the groove of the whole like house kind of feel it has to it. Also interesting with this one, Zoe Kravitz actually does uh, background vocals in this. The actress and yeah, famous for well, she's famous in her own right now, but is the daughter of Lenny Kravitz, obviously. Um, yeah, and Lisa Bonet. Yes, and she's a very very talented actress. Um, that was Catwoman. Total babe. Total babe. Um, yeah, I think it's just another like fun track. Like, there's not really a whole lot to analyze here. Passion fruits themselves are delicious. If you've never eaten an actual passion fruit, it's a wild thing. Um, no, it's probably one of the greatest flavors. It easy, easily the best flavor of like candy slash. My favorite water ice flavor is always passion fruit. Oh, I, I think it's my favorite most things that come in it. It's like it's delicious. Yeah, when you see that as like an option, you're like, yeah. Ooh, passion fruit. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> so, fun fact: we actually had, currently have some passion fruit plants, Ooh. and had our own passion fruits this year. They were amazing. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have shared those with me either. Yeah. <laughs> well, also like we got like three. Yeah. Like yeah. three. Total. Even if you got six, I'd be like, I'm not sharing these. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like yourself. you can buy these at the store. Keep yeah. Yeah, there was. It's it's pretty wild. The flower looks weird. Like it's, it looks like it's alien, and then it's like a really strong vine. Like it, it looks like it's gonna take over my garden. Nice. Um, but they're delicious. Um, and yeah, like I don't like. There's not much to say about some of these songs. Like I picked a lot of like R&B tracks because there's a lot of metaphors between food and sex. Um, just happened to work out, and there's not a whole lot to break down about 
like this one either. It's just a really fucking good song. Um, all right, Dan. What do you have up for us at number two? Number two for me comes to us from... Uh, it's not in London, England, but it comes to us from England. In the year 1993, from the band Catherine Wheel off their record Chrome. They're British? They're British, yeah. I had no idea. Really? I had I thought they were American. Oh, no, yeah. They're oh, super wow. British. Uh, the song's called Strange Fruit. Um, this is... It's... Oh, dude, like... This is one of those records... This is... Uh, I think one of those a band's band where this band never really sold a ton of records and never really did super well commercially I mean the best thing they had is they reached number 5 on the Billboard's Modern Rock Tracks chart okay. from this record but like it was never a big big house burner sort of album but their second studio album and if you know anything about the band their first album Ferment is much more of Kind of a mix of Britpop and shoegaze, um, very much more ambient and kind of swirly. Whereas this was a decidedly um, harder album. They wanted to lean more into being more of a rock band and making heavier, more effects-driven songs. And it's it's outstanding, man. I I get people that love Ferment more. But for me, Chrome is the record. Chrome is my it. favorite too. Like this yeah, record it's, it's is so good. Every track on here is outstanding and could be its own standalone playlist. Like it, it's so fucking good, man. I was so excited. Uh, they reissued this on vinyl um, from Music on Vinyl, and I got one of the first thousand copies on silver oh, hell yeah. Chrome vinyl. Uh, it is a cherished piece in my collection. Yeah, I mean, even the first track, Kill Rhythm, like that's all. Yes, yeah, it's just an it's an outstanding album. I it really, really is the whole thing. I can't say enough. People were like, "What's a record you think I should listen to that I don't know?" This would be one of my biggest picks. I'd be like, "Do you know the Catherine Wheel?" And if their answer is no, I'd just be like, "Crap!" Like I'm just gonna give you the record, and you can check it out. Um, it's a really funny uh, issue with how like they were just like, yeah, we were just kind of like. Uh, you know, we, we feel like the shoegaze thing's dying, so we want to change what we're doing. And completely shifted. They recorded the record um, in the studio where Joy Division recorded Closer, which is Britannia Row Studios, legendary place. Uh, Gil Norton was the producer for it, so they wanted to move in more of a rock direction through choosing him. And the album cover is sick, with, like, the people in the title, in, like, the pool. Uh, it almost looks like they're floating. It's... It's outstanding, man. I can't say enough good things. There's like there's songs on here like Ursa Major Space Station is named after a guitar pedal that they have. Uh, they named the other song Fripp after the King Crimson guitarist Robert Fripp. It's it couldn't be better, man. And this song lyrically is I think a, it's either about vaginas or it's about drugs. And I honestly can't tell which of the two it is. Um <laughs> which is very, very funny to me because like the lyrics are such a, like uh, I've been inside the fruit when juices flow, but the taste is just a memory you hold. <laughs> There's no real decay, no feeling of the skin, no juice, strange fruit. No it comment. never lets the sun out the sweet and the soul, the sweet, the soul, the flesh. I wish it's the liquid that I miss. There is no real decay. The flesh is barely bruised. It's no use. I'm not sure which of the two it's about. You decide. So, choose your own adventure on this one. Yeah, yeah. it's a choose your own adventure. Um, 
but it's amazing more people should check this band out they're yeah, really they're really great and have a ton of cool records so yeah with that dave what do you got up for us number two all right up in number two for me is honey by mariah carey so i did go with a track called honey though it wasn't robin's um i mean this is just mariah at her best now we did songs that uh we were glad were not written about us this has got to be towards the top of uh, the opposite of that <laughs> list, I would say. Yeah, I would love this song to be about me. Um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's off of her album, Butterfly. It was actually her sixth studio album. It came out in 1997. Uh, it was the lead single. Uh, this was actually written and produced by Q-Tip and uh, Puff Daddy, which is pretty cool. Although, so she wanted to kind of like change her sound a little bit. So that's why she started working with more hip-hop artists at the time. Mm-hmm. And apparently there was rumor going around that that Diddy was, like, very overbearing in the studio. Oh, no. So she did all of her vocals, like, the most Mariah move ever. She was just like, no, I'm not dealing with that. Did all of her vocals separately and sent them to him until it was, like, all fi- like ready to be finalized and then went to the studio to do it. Like, basically, yeah, like, to, figured it all out. Last-minute overdubs. Exactly, yep. Yeah. yeah, so she was just like, no, I'm, not, I'm sorry, I'm... I'm just not putting up with that bullshit. I don't have time to do 30 takes for you. I'm yeah, exactly. Kidding. Which is like, I, you know, I respect the hell out of both of them for doing that because, you know, you should be careful about your art and want it to sound good if you're Diddy. But also, if you're a diva, you gotta be a fucking diva. Yeah, man. Like you can't have half being having a diva. Some motherfucking diva. Boss in you around. Exactly. Like that word's getting out if that happens, and yes. then we're all walking all over you. Um, and, uh, yeah, it also felt appropriate to include Mariah here because everybody knows that once Thanksgiving is over, then we are officially on the first day of Christmas, and which is also known as Mariah's month. Yeah. Um, she's the queen of she's Christmas. Coming. Yeah, she's All coming All the great memes of, like, the Undertaker behind John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like she, she's literally, like... There's been moments, and this is completely by accident, where like my shuffle, and yes, I have this songs liked in my Spotify list, and they come on throughout the year. But Christmas and all her other classic Christmas songs just happen to come on Thanksgiving Day for me twice, and I've let them play because I was like, you know what? It's time. It's time for that to happen. Um, I think one of my favorite things about this song is just the like the like random placements of the piano lead line. Yeah. Perfect. Like it's, it's just it's such a ditty production. Oh yeah. Like it's so clearly like Yeah. Like it's really fun. Like Mace could just be here. And like And I was, wish he was. Like I yeah. really do wish he was. Yeah. Like although no. Like this beat it could easily be on Harlem World. It could. Like, yeah, it could be. Part of me though is like I like to keep I like that this one is just female vocals. You know. Yeah. You get you get a little more in your head when it's This that is way. before before that really got big. Yeah. It was a good, maybe 10 years before, before the whole male hardcore, like, rapper with, like, pretty, yeah, I mean, I mean, Diddy's on here, but, like. That's true. He's on here That's the way true. DJ Khaled's on songs. You know what I mean? <laughs> Khaled. He's like, like, he's just like, Mariah's here, we don't stop. Like, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's exactly what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just his phrase that yeah. he does over and over. Like, oh, oh, uh, Diddy, we we Can't asked you to be on the song too. Oh, uh, yeah, we don't stop. It's bad boy, baby. Cut it, print it. Yeah, done. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Shut down the studio unless y'all walk to Queens and get me a sugar cookie. <laughs> 
What y'all gonna sit here doing your taxes? Yeah, just gonna do your taxes now. <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, stop. Oh, Can you use your anytime minutes? <laughs> oh, that was so one, good. That was such a great. So time. good. Yeah. Uh, it is. You know. It, it, now that you mention it, it, I guess it is a shame that Dylan's not on here too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Dan. It is time. What do you have up for us with your number one pick? The number one song that is named for food. There can be no other. It's the President of the United States of America. And the song is called Peaches off their self-titled album. This was released in February of 1996. And shockingly, the third single from this album. What? The first single they released was called Kitty. I've never heard that Nobody one. really remembers it. Second single was Lump. Okay, Lump makes sense. Big hit. Yeah. And then this song. And it, and it got the, the Weird Al boost. Yep, got the Weird Al boost. From, yeah, from, the Weird uh, Al bump. Yeah. Um, he's Gump. Uh, yeah, but, so, so fucking perfect. So this song, I mean, who doesn't know at least the first person chorus? Yeah. It's outstanding. Um, apparently they had to come out and admit that they lifted the riff from I Feel Like Making Love by Bad Company. Because uh, they got sued pretty hard. Did they it. really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, which is really funny. Um, really funny thing in an interview, um, the lead singer and songwriter Chris Ballou had to admit that there were two instances that inspired this song. Uh, the first one being uh, he was in Boston and went and took a bunch of LSD and was going to the house of a woman he was like super into. And when he knocked on the door, was told she wasn't there, he sat outside under her tree a peach tree with a bunch of peaches that had fallen on the ground and were rotting and he said he just started squishing them oh. and was thinking about his desire and squishing the rotten peaches oh, how then, sticky his hands must have been oh that sounds horrible and then the other one was he was uh, he was moving back to Seattle and while waiting for a bus he overheard a homeless man repeatedly muttering under his breath I'm moving to the country I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches and he said the phrase stuck with him. And when he came up with the riff, he said it was just absolute, like, he immediately was like, that has to be it. Uh, he said he was emulating Nirvana in the verses by trying to sound super gnarly and growly. Um, and just wrote this goofy song about peaches. And it stood the test of time. Millions of peaches, peaches for me, peaches for free. Um, this record went three times platinum. That's how big this hit was, dude. It's absolutely ridiculous. That's crazy. Um, triple platinum um, certification. And the big thing with this, uh, sorry, this song, whoa, this song peaked at number 29 on the Billboard Hot 100. Wow. A stupid fucking song about peaches. The 90s were such a wild time. Yeah, they were. You could have a hit with anything. I mean, it could be the Macarena or a song about peaches. Yo. It's nuts. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Did you know that the Macarena is about cheating on your husband? Yeah. yeah. It's about I did not un- know that. It's about an unfaith. Not only did cheating on her husband, cheating on her husband while he's deployed in the military. And with like multiple people. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. I was... I. <laughs> did a deep dive the other day. Yeah, I, I saw was shocked. on Reddit, and people were like, "You mean the yeah. lyrics? You mean yeah, the that's lyrics? where I found it too." <laughs> you mean the lyrics were "Tucker, Tucker, 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 But uh, yeah, I did see that. It's pretty uh, insane. We're such gringos. It's pretty nuts that we had just no idea. No, that, that was a no terrible idea. Song. 
Yeah. So for that, Dave, what do you got up for us for number one? Songs about food. All right. Up at number one for me is The Black or the Berry by Kendrick Lamar. Probably not about food. Um, actually, not. there's no probably there. It's not about food. But it's got food in the title, so it counts. Yeah. Um, this is angry Kendrick Lamar at its fucking finest. Yeah, this, like, is, this is like K-Dot shit, man. Yeah, this, this is... One, one of his best songs, I think, that he's ever done. Um, it came out in 2015. Um, on Actually, it was originally released, I think, in 2014 um, as a follow-up to I, which were both included in his absolute masterpiece to Pimp a Butterfly, one of the greatest rap albums ever created. Uh, probably top 10 all-time for me. And I comes out, and it's this happy, like talking about how good it is to like you know feel the way you want to feel and like appreciate yourself i mean the chorus is literally i love myself and then he puts this song out to follow it up just this angry like racially charged just like middle finger to a lot of people and it's just the phrase my dick is big my nose is double wide is such a great lyric yeah and like just the, the beat's even angry like i feel like the beat has some snarl to it like it's just Everything about this song is aggressive and amazing. Like I think it's fucking it's it's one of the best songs he's ever done. Um, obviously, speaking black or the berry about race and not about fruit, but yeah, the still classic counts. phrase: darker the berry, the sweeter. The yeah, juice. yeah. Or older, you know, if you're talking about a you know an older an older lady. Oh, all right. Yeah, you never heard that. Um. You never heard the. I've never wait, heard that. No. The riper the berry, the sweeter the juice. Oh, okay. You've never heard. Uh, no, no. You know, it's, that's out there. All right. For, for the for the older ladies out there, fine, the fine, fine looking older ladies. I think. I don't know what I'm trying to say anymore. I'm gonna stop. Where is this going? It's it's going nowhere fast. Um, I've lost it now. All right. Yeah. So Thundercat works on this with him. Um, Thundercat's awesome. We talked about him in the uh, the bass players episode. Um. It is uh, also features vocals by Assassin, who's a Jamaican artist who also does a lot of work on uh, Yeezus by Kanye West. So a pretty notable artist. Uh, yeah, he's I was gonna the- say you can hear Dylon coming on this track. Yeah, uh, don't 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 be racist now. I'm just just, just the Jamaican. That's true. Yeah. Hard that's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it is. Uh, it actually got got a lot of criticism for him, including the lyric about. Uh, Trayvon Martin in here, which I don't really like fully understand, but you know, whatever. Um, I, I think it's, I think him, he's just trying to make a point that like people were mis, that people are mistreating each other every day, and we shouldn't take one example of that. It shouldn't take one example of that to make us all want to treat each other better. And I think that that's the right thing for, for people to say. I think like, you know, that that's obviously from where he grows up. That's probably something that he experiences a lot more than most of us but people everywhere experience that people treat each other like shit everywhere in life like you were talking about at the beginning of the episode where you're you're about to deal with that full force with fucking the holidays coming up and in your line of work where people are just gonna be miserable assholes and not murder each other although in some cases they probably will in malls i've definitely heard of that yeah before. there was one the one year um but like yeah just it shouldn't take it shouldn't take some, you know some like crazy tragedy for everybody to start being nice to each other we should just fucking do it yeah not to get all preachy here um 
I'll leave that for Kendrick since he can spin it a lot better than I can. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I just, I absolutely love Kendrick Moore. Like I said, this album is fucking perfect. Um, the fact that it's basically just like a love letter to Tupac is fucking cool, and he's basically like narrating so much of that like poetry to him is, is I think, really neat. It was, I don't know if I said this in another episode, but it was originally supposed to be called "To Pimp a Caterpillar." But they wouldn't, they wouldn't let him do that, so they did spell T P U C. Gotcha. Uh, or T P U A C would have spelled Tupac, but uh, I think his label actually like shot it down, and was like, no, you can't do that. So he changed it to, from Caterpillar to Butterfly, and that's how the, the the album title got its name. So he's obviously a huge fan of his um, from the same area, I think, uh, like same neighborhood, maybe even. But also, if you've never seen it and you're a fan of like inter- interviews with musician Nardwar does one with Kendrick Lamar and like blows his mind with some of the stuff he's able to pull. He finds like old cassettes um, and like mix CDs from artists that like he grew up with. It's really fucking cool. Like he like that guy really like does his homework on people. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's Kendrick Lamar. All right. This is a fun one. Um, a lot more lighthearted than the last one, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't feel like I was going to lose it halfway through. Uh, so that that was enjoyable. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully we gave everybody some good tracks to uh, to play and and uh, listen to while you're shaming, slamming a bunch of turkey down your, your gullet uh, yeah. during, during the holiday season. Slamming Sandy's, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, all right. So don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so you're kept up to date on new episodes every time that they are released. And um, let us know on social media what you think of all the songs that we chose and which ones you would have chosen instead. Dan, tell everyone where they can find us. All right. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram under at D&D Music Factory. That's the letter D, the letter N, and the letter D again, followed by Music Factory. Uh, You can find me personally at at LukewarmSteveAustin on Instagram and D.